Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I see a lot of nature components in her that are more akin to her birth mom. But I said, you know, there's no way you would take on somebody else's child. And I remember looking at him just very calmly saying, why wouldn't I? I loved her just as much as any baby that we could have had. Well, his biggest struggle was, I'm not sure I could love a child that wasn't biologically mine. Dear young married couple, is adoption a part of your story or do you foresee it being a part of your story? Or maybe even somebody that you know. If so, this episode might help you with some conversation points and some solutions about navigating the unknowns. We got to interview Josiah and Amber Aston of Sacramento, California. Yes, actually, I grew up with Josiah. We are childhood friends and uh, we've watched them walk through this uh, this whole process and decided, you know, it'd be really awesome to talk to them about their story of adoption and what that looked like for them. Yes, it's a beautiful story and you're going to get to hear all about it today. And um, just a little bit about them. Josiah has a Bachelor of Music Education, a Master's in Ministry, a Master's in Leadership and Teaching Credentials and Administrative Credentials. They're very educated. Amber has a Bachelor in Early uh, Early Childhood Education and a Master's in International Education. And they are co-founders of an online school, actually. Yeah. They're, so, they're doers. They are. And you know what's interesting, too, is, well, you can't forget, he's a really great piano player. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's important for me. For sure. So they're incredible people with a huge heart, and that's evident in their story that you're about to hear today. Yes. And... Um, You'll have to excuse my voice. You probably noticed, but my voice is not uh, like it normally is today. It's it's leaving me, so you'll have to excuse me. You still sound good, babe. Thank you. (laughs) All right, on to the interview. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome, Josiah and Amber, to the podcast. We're so happy you guys are here. Thank you guys for having us. We are very glad to be here, too. Yeah, we're so grateful. You guys are friends of ours, and to have you guys here in person recording is awesome. And you guys have quite a story to share when it comes to adoption. Um, So we're going to just jump right in. Tell us, rewind back to the beginning of the story, wherever it starts for you, and tell us how you guys came to the decision to adopt. 
So ours was a little sudden. Um, we had did not have any kids yet. We actually were trying at the time, um, and so we. But when we came, it it's my sister. And so ours was a little bit different situation. We, we came into this, uh, we were notified about three months before the adoption mm-hmm. um, or before we actually took the baby um, that we would need to maybe step in, that somebody was going to need to step in because of the situation that my sister was in. Uh, yeah, you actually had come to me and it was in the summertime and you had mentioned, you know, the situation and she was not in a good place, and so we didn't have any contact. And um, we knew that she was pregnant, but we didn't know when the baby was going to be born um, or anything like that. And he had had this conversation with a family member, and they were kind of concerned, you know, what would happen. And so he actually came into the room, and he was sharing this conversation with me, and he made the statement saying, um, "I," but I said, you know, there's there's no way you would take on somebody else's child. And I remember looking at him just very calmly saying, why wouldn't I? Because I had actually always been open to adoption. I wanted to adopt. He didn't want to adopt. And we had that discussion before mm-hmm. we got married. And so, because uh, I'll be honest, I really wasn't like really keen with the whole pregnancy thing. <laughs> so I was like, hey, you know, adopt. I love adoption. I think it's a beautiful um, story. I think it's a beautiful situation. I'd always yeah. seen it very positively. Yeah. It's so, very Christian. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I knew very few. My dad had actually been adopted. Um, oh, wow. my dad has adopted his, his, uh, uh, father. He was adopted. He was his mom. Okay. He's with his birth mom, but, um, she married a gentleman and he was adopted. So, um, I had always seen it very positively and I remember he was kind of shocked and he was saying, well, his biggest struggle was I'm not sure I could love a child that wasn't biologically mm-hmm. mine. Mm-hmm. And I kind of walked him through my thoughts and feelings and was like, okay, but why, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I remember- I'm going to jump ahead a little bit and just say that that fear was completely assuaged when we had the child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, mean, I remember just, challenging him yeah. and saying- I loved her um, just as much as any, any Yeah, your, baby own, your own child. Yeah. And so I remember challenging him and saying- um, well, how we're going to know that this is the path that we should go down is I'm going to challenge you to pray about it for three days and ask specific if if this is the situation, this is a path we should try to go down, ask God to put a love for that child now in your heart. And so he did. And he went into his office and he was probably only there for about maybe 30 minutes before he came back. Tears streaming down his face and he says, I feel a love for this baby that I can't even put into words Mm. and I said all right there you go and so it was a very easy decision to make to start that process of okay you know we're going to potentially pursue that and because it was a family situation and because it was an unknown situation um, adoption wasn't a a automatic uh, conclusion. Mm. Yeah, it was. We, it was. It was. We knew that there was a very strong possibility because um, we suspected that we were going to be working with CPS and all of that. And so mm-hmm. those types of situations What's interesting are is very un- the way unknown. she's describing it as we knew it was a possibility, a very strong possibility. Mm-hmm. At the time, I didn't think of it as, 
as that at all. How did you think of it? I was thinking this is just a temporary, we're going to go take care of this baby for a while. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I did not think of it as being that we were going to actually keep her forever. I thought Mm -hmm. that there, that we were, that my sister was going to get her life together and just my idealistic self, my sister was going to get her life together. Everything was going to be good. And then we were going to be, we were going to at some point, uh, give her back. Um, and of course, I'm really glad that we didn't because <laughs> yeah. it would have been, it would have been very, very difficult. And in what um, order do you guys already have a kid before? So this is a very, that's a very <laughs> yeah. interesting yeah, story. So, so I told you we were trying. Alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. So, so that, so we, once we, we told very few people, we did express to our immediate family. Um, and we weren't telling anybody at the time we were trying to have a kid. And so we were about five months um, into attempting to have a kid, nothing had happened. And so, um, uh, I get the phone call. Um, it looks like baby's on the way. Again, remember we had no contact with birth mom before this. And so she was on the streets and that kind of thing. So I rushed to the hospital. Baby is born. It's a, it's a situation we suspected, you know, was going on. And so she was born at, I think it was like 1201. We were, I was there in the room. She we did a midnight at, run to Walmart. We did a midnight get, run yeah. to get <laughs> so all the, the stuff we needed. The <laughs> next day, yeah. The next day, um, I was tracking you know, everything. And so I happened to take my notes, my daily notes, and I realized I'm about a week late. <laughs> and so I had a pregnancy test and I remember, I think I texted you a picture. He was at work. Was that the I, day after? That was the day after <laughs> yeah. our daughter was born. I found out I was a month pregnant with, with our son. Our son. <laughs> <laughs> so fast forward, our children are eight months apart to the day. Wow. To yeah. the day. And so we had a lot of fun um, as I have this baby and I'm also pregnant and going to doctor's visits. I would confuse staff. Um, <laughs> would look at me funny. And then especially after we had the kid, after I had our son, and, um, you know, I remember my parents bringing in, um, our daughter and as I, after I had her, I was in recovery and she's eight months at that point. And the <laughs> staff look at my parents and like, who's that? <laughs> and they go, this is her other one. And, you know, of course people, it, it, we had a lot of fun with it. We had sure. a lot of fun with it, but yeah, it was definitely a wild journey. You for could that. just see people's minds like working it out. Like, okay, what, you do, you what do. just happened? And, and and sometimes we would kind of set that scenario up. We would yeah. say, you know, and, and then for a period of time, you know, every year they're the same because our son is born in this in the summertime and our daughter's uh-huh. in the fall. So for a few, a few months, they're the same age. <laughs> yeah, my so wife. It's fun. My wife likes to share the story sometimes that I've I've said to uh, when I was I'm a teacher uh-huh. and I was telling my students about my daughter, um, and I said, um, yeah, and we just had a and I just had a I have I'm a daughter a dad now. I'm a dad he now back to, to, um, but it's to not pray. my child it's my sister's child it's not my um, wife so it, it yeah, was just yeah, it was, it was, it was a, a pretty funny part. I totally no, put my foot yeah, in my mouth so, about that yeah so it was it was definitely um it was a it was an interesting journey um a lot of hormones that are going around along because I look back and I realize uh, you know, as being a pregnant woman, um, you have all of that stuff going on in your body and the, the, then you have all the emotional 
mm-hmm. journey of the the process of adoption and all that. Yeah. And so, um, so it could be very intense at times uh, sure. for me, and I'm sure for him. Um, but especially for me, it yeah. is, is very, it's a very emotional deal. Oh yeah. Cause you already have added emotions with being a new mom, uh-huh. even though you didn't biologically birth her, you oh, yeah. still have so many different layers of emotions. And then on top of that, you're pregnant. So yeah. you have the hormones and yeah. emotions of a pregnant woman. Mama bear feeling is a real thing, yeah. whether it's you've birthed and carried the child or, um, you know, you're adopting it. Mm-hmm. Um, because and we had some very, di- speaking of Mama Bear, we yeah. had some very difficult situations. In moments, yeah, moments. where Mama Bear would have to have to come out, yeah. you know, uh, and me as and far as protective. And some God moments, but. Yeah, yeah. it's very protective moments. And so, yeah, so you do, you do have all of that going on. Yeah. Um, and so, it, and again, because of the type of journey we were on, the, a lot of the unknowns. Right. Um, it could, it could be even more intense because yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of those unknowns, um, one of the fears that we did have before we picked her up, knowing that my sister had been on drugs for a number of, um, for for years, and knowing that there was very likely drugs in the baby's system, Mm -hmm. knowing that there could be some developmental issues, Mm -hmm. and knowing that that could be something that we were going to be working with and dealing with, we didn't know what that was going to look like yeah and and i'm sure that fear was magnified too because you do work in the school system and you're very aware of Mm -hmm. what happens with that yeah so and the the challenges that those kids go through and the parents and did you guys have conversations before the baby was born like about hey what if what if she is developmentally delayed or what if there are disabilities like did you guys talk about how you'd approach that like just your parenting philosophy around that we did Um, very little though very little yeah um amber has a bachelor's degree in early childhood education Mm -hmm. uh actually focusing on interventions for that kind of situation i think for me i mean so for her it was like no i mean i'm I'm good. It I'm ready was, to go. Yeah, that, I really got that question. I yeah. really got that question. I had family members saying, "Okay, you know what? What if?" And and I think because uh, we have, I have family that have that have been somewhat in this situation. I have an aunt who, um, you know, a past, you know several decades with drug addiction and battling all of that and having a child um, in that scenario and stuff. And so walking this process um, wasn't completely foreign to me because as a child, I had seen my family do mm-hmm. do that process. And sure. so, um, and again, because of my background, I, I would get asked that question, you know, mm-hmm. well, what, what are you going to do? I mean, this baby could be medically fragile you know you never you never know it's not just developmentally but it can Mm -hmm. be physical and for me it was and I don't know maybe it's just my personality but it was just kind of like an okay I mean it was it Mm -hmm. wasn't a factor for me to say okay I'm not going to walk down that journey and that Mm -hmm. process for me it was like we'll address it Mm -hmm. and I remember that question being even more difficult because it came from family members. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And what did that, what did you make that mean? The fact that it was coming from family well, members? Cause I guess for me, it was like, you guys are, you're supposed to be supporting us and helping mm. us through this. Yeah. And the, the doubt that they were sowing mm. or the into the mix. Cause so, so you said something that resonated for me. All right. So, 
for those people that are listening that maybe have family members that are going through this journey, how would you have liked them to support you? Like, how do I support someone through this without sowing doubt? They could have thought themselves mm -hmm. like, oh, we're supporting them by having them think through this right now. Right. But that maybe wasn't helpful. How could people support someone going through this? I think a big thing is you have to stop and, and look at adoption and realize are you responding to the idea or the concept of adoption maybe through your own story or your own history? I remember we did let one individual outside of our family know we were potentially stepping into this, this journey. And it was the first time we had actually had a somewhat negative reaction. And he was had that interaction. I remember him sharing that with me and I was shocked. Mm. And so one of the things I would say is, is don't automatically assume that the response you get back is going to be positive because there are a lot of people out there with an adoption story in their past, maybe individually or a family member or a friend um, and there's both the positives and the negatives. Sometimes it goes well and sometimes, unfortunately, it doesn't. And so even though it's well intended, you know, there's that fear. Um, so when you're when you have somebody and you're trying to support them, um, I think the best thing is just to ask them um you know, how you can just be open, you know, and just say, wow, what a, what a journey. Um, what can I help pray for you? Or is mm -hmm. there something that we can help support you in, whether it's helping you to prepare, mm -hmm. helping you to stock up supplies, whatever that is. That You're like is. in a few months, babysitting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Babysitting. Um, yeah. I mean, I think one of the, the things is because you don't have the nine months Sometimes it, it depends right. because for us, I mean, it was a three month, you know, process of, of waiting and in other cases it can be years, you right. know, if you're, if you're dealing with maybe like a fertility, this is a long process. You can be several years before you actually get a placement. Mm -hmm. And so that waiting, um, what do you do during that waiting mm -hmm. time? And then all of a sudden when you do get a placement, it's very fast. Yeah. You, you have, you know, within hours, one phone call, five minutes and right. your whole world has completely completely change. Yeah, right. And so you don't have nine months of a firm, you know, due data of this process is happening. Yeah. And then you don't have the, the baby shower before. <laughs> and how much do you actually, you know, buy beforehand with <laughs> us? I mean, the only thing that we had actually purchased was a car seat and a stroller. That was it. <laughs> well, and okay. So if my memory serves me and it might not, I think you guys just bought a house too. Did yeah, you guys yeah, had, yeah, had yeah, just had, bought a house? We had, we had yeah, just, we, just we had just, well, yeah, we had sold another house and, and bought our second in. house. Yeah. yeah, I think, I think, well, we were probably maybe in there. Mm, you're right. Probably not more than I a year. I don't think it was very long. Yeah, it was not more than a year. And we weren't, we weren't, I mean, long married either. She yeah. came a week before our third wedding anniversary. Our daughter was born. And so we actually spent our third wedding anniversary at our first week wellness visit. <laughs> so, all right. We, so, we have a lot we can talk about on the finance side of things yeah, for sure. That, that's um, a definite, but yeah. I do want to kind of address your question though earlier. I know Amber had already addressed it, but I wanted to bring, add one more thing. Yeah. Um, and that is how can family members support us mm -hmm. more or support, pe support people going through this more? 
yes, we want them to bring in those those considerations, right? Like if we have not considered the fact of the developmental delays, the possibility of developmental delays, then we would want them to bring that in. But instead of just coming in with, oh, do you really, I mean, like as if we're not already thinking about it, coming in with a question, mm. coming in with a, with a, have you considered or, or have you kind of talked or have you, have you talked about the, the possibilities? Just the, mm. just asking us if we've already discussed it because, yeah. because we are coming in obviously also from a heart to right. take care of this child, no matter where they're at. Yeah. And if, if we, we have kind of worked through a lot of that, we've had to work through a lot of that. And so I guess family members or people in general trusting us that we have kind of worked through that, asking us questions to kind of make sure just in case we miss something, Sure. Yeah. but not just coming in with, Hey, you, well, you need to be careful. You better watch out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's the tone. It's the kind of the spirit in which they ask. So if they're implying like, Hey, like I value your heart toward this situation and, and I admire what you're doing. You want to feel that sense of, you know, that they're supporting you. Yeah. Trust. And it's a process too. I mean, I think looking back, we made the decision and obviously it was our decision to make as the adopting couple. But what I didn't realize was our decision affects more than just him and I. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, looking mm-hmm. back, I it affects everybody. It yeah. affects, you know, siblings. It affects grandparents, aunts, yeah. uncles, friends, mm-hmm. all of that because they it affected were then, the ministries we were a part of. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, yeah. and so it could, because, it's I time. mean, our unknown situation then was put on them too. Mm-hmm. And so... I would say, you know, give grace because it's not only you going through this journey, but it, the extended family because they don't know. Do I love this child with my whole heart? Because we may not. You that know, was another. Her. That was definitely yeah, another forever. struggle, even for us. It's like yeah. how much, how how far do you go with your love, knowing that there's a possibility that this that you may it, lose it her. It may not work out. Yeah. How would you answer that question now? Love with all your heart. And then just let God work it out. Yeah, I don't I don't think you can ever look back and say, oh, you should have held back a little bit more. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, um, you're planting a seed. And if God decides to choose a different ending to that path and that story, mm-hmm. um, you played a, a, a role in that pro- mm-hmm. process. And the hope and the desire is that for whatever time period you have them, um, you're 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 instilling in them the health that you wish and want for them forever and they will they will look back at that so definitely no regrets 100% I mean it ended the way I had a feeling it was going to Mm -hmm. end and and we're happy that it did um but had it been different it would have been difficult Mm -hmm. it would have been a process Mm -hmm. um but no regrets whatsoever Yeah. yeah Wow. So let's let's kind of uh, change change gear. How did this affect your marriage? Three years in, new house, second baby, pregnant, like, and and maybe to like try to address that question. What do you wish you would have known 
going into it. Like, how do people prepare their marriage for something like this? We'll be right back to the interview. But first, we wanted to share something that we are really excited about. So, you know, we all have those times where we don't feel super connected to our spouse and we really don't know what conversations to have to get us to that connected place. And then on top of that, we're so busy that we don't prioritize those conversations. And that's why we created the monthly live date night. And Monthly Live Date Night is every month on a Friday night for 90 minutes, 60 minutes. We focus on a topic that uh, you guys pick. And then 30 minutes, we do a QA and a and it's live where we're all together asking questions and giving answers on topics related to your marriage, your intimacy. And we share tools. Uh, We have handouts that we call homework because we want you to be there to listen and to soak in. But we really want you to take action in your marriage too. So come join us live for the next monthly live date night. Check the link in the show notes for dates and details. All right, back to the interview. You have lots of conversations. I think that was the one thing that looking back, I would have done again. Even with, because again, we we were trying for our own. But I don't ever remember really as having a conversation about parenting styles, how we were going to approach that. It was, Mm. we're going to have a kid. Let's, let's start trying, you know, you have that talk, but, um, that that did cause a little bit of friction sometimes because (laughs) so I, um, I was, I'm the type to want to feel like I'm not really prepared. So I wanted to actually prepare as best I could. I I like to read. So I got the baby (laughs) books and I started reading. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking that I knew what how to handle the situation, especially sleep training was one of the big ones. <laughs> I like how you okay. did quotes because people can't there, see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sleep training. Sleep training, yeah. And, and I say that, and, and I'm, yeah, I say that because the whole idea of sleep training at this point for me is just let her handle it <laughs> as in let Amber handle it let Amber, yeah. or, or just, or just let her, let her do it the way she feels comfortable as uh, a mom okay. in a way. Yeah, I mean, and, and yes, there's some things I can maybe ask some suggestions, but in the same way we're asking families to just trust us mm-hmm. and ask the questions. I mean, I could ask and come in with a different approach. Have you considered, Hey, that, that maybe you could be less tired by doing it this way uh, or whatever. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he approached it very, I mean, by the book. Hey, and the but this is what the book says. X, Y, Z. And, you know, from my, I've, it was bad because again, my, my background is in early childhood. So I had done, well, she was also like we talked about earlier and I'm pregnant. Um, (laughs) you know, and so, yeah, we, we did have one particular night. He was determined to sleep train. I was not going to have it. And he, he, I was, I think I picked, Oh yeah, she was in her crib and, I went for, you know, we have that crying thing and I just couldn't handle it, you know, and I look back, it's all, it was all hormones. Yeah. And so he, I picked her up and he reached for her and my body, you gotta let it, you gotta gotta let let it, let the process work, let the process work. My body, he reached for me and my body went into fight or flight. Mm. And I like grabbed her and ran to the guest room, locked the door. I learned my lesson. Because my body was like, "Oh, this is protecting." Mm, this was mama bear moments, yeah, you know. Yeah. And so I, I'll never. It was like probably like two thirty in the morning, and I'm telling him, "Don't you ever try to take this child." From me, He's like know? knocking on the door, saying, "But page two twenty eight. 
says. It's exactly. And he was. He was quoting yeah. this book. And I said, I don't care what that book says. I am. And he was like, why don't you read the book? I said, I am the mom. I will know. And so there was so many, you know, situations of that. And again, yeah. because of the shortness of it. Yeah. We had not had a lot of time to really right. think about some of the deeper. We talked about mm-hmm. the practical. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to buy this crib and this car seat and sure. that, you know, we need these supplies. The things. The things. The things. Yeah. But it's okay. How are we going to handle, you know, how are we going to handle sleepovers? Are we going to mm-hmm. sleep train? Are we yeah. not? Are we going to allow them to sleep with us? Right. How are we going to respond to, you know, the toddler tantrums or mm-hmm. our, our, what's our approach for discipline going to be? Right. How do we handle, you know, family and friends? All of those really important things that you sometimes don't figure out until it happens. Yep. Um, we didn't have those conversations. Mm-hmm. So I would I would definitely say if you haven't, have those conversations be and, and be prepared to change. Because when you're without children, um, and you're newly, you know, married or all that you, again, you have that concept of, oh, I'm going to do this when I have kids or I'm not going to do that when I have kids. Um, and every parent out there knows and is laughing because we, <laughs> we've all said that. And when it gets to that moment, you may be dealing with a completely different situation, mm-hmm. a different child. Yeah. We parent a little bit and maybe we respond differently to our mm-hmm. son versus our daughter. You have personalities, you know, yeah. just behaviors, all of that. Mm-hmm. And then as you grow, you know, we're, we're seven years or seven and a half, almost eight years into our marriage. And now, you know, many years into parenting and we're like, we... We've learned a few things. We've calmed well, down. <laughs> as with anything, the more you know, the more you realize you, you do. don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and you just stop stressing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it seems like too, I, I, what I'm hearing is is really have an idea of how to figure stuff out together. Because mm-hmm. um, this is really conflict resolution, right? Because you don't know all the things you'll face, but you do know the person that you're going to face them with. Mm-hmm. So if you True. could figure out how to how to figure stuff out. How do you resolve the conflict of, hey, Amber, come out of the bedroom now. Let's figure this out. <laughs> Please go to bed. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and I was, and I'm, I, I think I've heard you guys talk about this before, the driver versus the, the, or I, I don't know, remember the terms you use. The pursuer and the, the withdrawer. The pursuer and the withdrawer. Yeah. She yes. tends to be the withdrawer mm-hmm. and I tend to be the pursuer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I tend to like, hey, let's work it out now. Let's mm-hmm. figure it out. And she's like, no, I need, I, cool I need time. time I need cool off time period. <laughs> yeah. yeah. walk away from that or we'll get very, very so, ugly. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's definitely true. I mean, the only thing that you can guarantee is who you're going to walk that journey with. Mm-hmm. And so having those conversations and even having a plan of, okay, here's our keywords, here's our code words. Yeah. Um, what do you mean? Well, I mean, cause you are, you are going to have, you know, headbutting times. So mm-hmm. I identifying and knowing yourself, knowing what you need and communicating that. Mm-hmm. And so we've kind of worked that out. Um, having him and telling him, okay, I need, I need a timeout. I need yeah. to get a break and we will talk about that. And then him learning to trust that when I say mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that later, that we will, that I'm not yeah. just pushing him off, yeah, but that's we key. are going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I just need to calm down mm-hmm. so that I can talk. Yeah. Cause I don't want to be swept matter. under the rug. And so for me, it's like, well, we need to figure it out, work it out. Mm-hmm. So as long as I can trust that we will come back to it. That's good. So do you guys remember how you guys brought it back after that instance of like, how do we figure this 
I mean, because we could use this as a microcosm argument, right? Because there are other things that you had to figure out. Mm-hmm. How did you guys like come back to this difference in parenting mm-hmm. and like actually work this out? I think we had. A, I mean, we I had think a lot we of still have those differences. Still, some of those. <laughs> I mean, I'm listening. I'm actually listening to a parenting book right now. Believe it or yeah, not, right. um, called "Why um, How to How to Talk So Little Kids Will Listen." Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was. It's pretty interesting, but I I have learned. I mean, that like I approach it much differently. I'm not telling her like how, what to do. I'm just demonstrating. Sometimes, hey. This is how, oh, oh, look, this, this book actually makes sense right here. I'm going to try it. (laughs) So that if, if it's something that she wants or wants to look at or wants to think about, I mean, honestly, I've realized that that's not, that's not the way she thinks and wants to to kind of work things out. Mm. I do. I, I just have learned to, to do it. To, to just be demonstrate to trust to believe that she's gonna she's obviously doing her thing and it's gonna it's gonna work out and together we still have conversations mm-hmm. but those conversations can be don't have to be in the moment when I'm like uh, w- there was an instance last week that she was um, she was a little short like she was very stressed out mm-hmm. and she was uh, and and she was like. I, I can't remember exactly something about Macy. I think she was, um, she's being kind of negative, honestly, I mm-hmm. felt like to me from my perspective. Mm-hmm. And so I said, babe, just like cool down the, the negativity I mean, <laughs> or something like that. And, and, and those are things that normally you don't, you don't do in the moment. You, yeah. you should not be doing that when mm-hmm. in the middle of while she's, that's a conversation for later. Mm, that's a good and, piece of advice. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I think for me it was, it was learning trust that I could communicate openly about what I was feeling and, and how I was, my thoughts about it and trusting that he would actually listen. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, both of us, both of this, this time uh, during this process and stuff, we've done a lot of, um, learning about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so knowing yourself, knowing your triggers, knowing how you respond and how you process Mm -hmm. so that you can start using the terminology. This is how I process. Mm -hmm. This is how I go. I think about it. This is how I'm feeling. Yeah. And you can start using those words. Um, those, those I statements are so important, I think, especially mm-hmm. during parenting, because you have two different individuals and That's they're approaching right. it mm-hmm. very, very differently mm-hmm. and realizing it's okay mm-hmm. that your partner's not a threat. Um, they're, they're a team, but they are their own individual. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, having that trust. So if, if anything, working on that marriage relationship is, is key because that will, uh, it will, it will bleed into the parenting mm-hmm. and into that whole so family life. Yeah. So mm-hmm. And and what I'm hearing is mutual trust. that The other person has the best intentions for the kid mm-hmm. and, yeah, and, for you. and for you. Right. And also recognizing the strengths in what each other brings to the team. Mm-hmm. Josiah has a different strength than Amber does. And you guys together form the team Team Aston. <laughs> yeah, we definitely, yeah, I'm surprised, surprised. And I mean, you can be surprised at your own self too because we thought, oh, he's going to be the lenient parent. I'm going to be the one. And it's completely flip-flopped. <laughs> we did not have that. We didn't think about that until we actually had kids. And uh-huh. it's completely flip-flopped. Yeah. So there are definitely strengths and weaknesses and recognizing that, you mm-hmm. know, appreciating it 
and and finding the balance because it's all about balance. So it's finding the balance and realizing, okay, I bring this to the table. He brings that to the table and together we're just going to make this picture. That's good. So it's definitely a a, a team effort. I like that. Talk a little bit about just transitioning topics here. Um, The concept of sharing with a child that they were adopted. What, what's your philosophy around that? And, and have you even approached that yet with, mm-hmm. she's four now. So to talk about what that's been like. So we haven't um, overtly addressed it yet. Okay. Um, she's not at an age to really quite understand, I think, where what's going on with that. But um, we, we have brought in books about adoption. Oh, that's good. In general. Can you share some of those books? We'll put them in the show notes. I cannot remember any of them. Yeah, I haven't specifically. I actually have, I immediately thought of that, I, that, that, process and what that was going to look uh-huh. like. Um, and so very early on, I had actually reached out um, to a couple I knew that had adopted and, and asked them, you know, what what have you done, that kind of thing. And so my philosophy is and will be, um, obviously, I, I think adoption is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hide that. Um, this is part of who she is. This is part of her story. Uh, the one thing that I have been keen on is not highlighting it to the point that it becomes the thing. Um, I've, I've seen situations where adoption was so much a part of the discussion that I saw the child somewhat separate themselves from the family. Mm -hmm. And so while I am open to talking with her as she has questions and as we walk that process age appropriately, it's not going to be something that I want to discuss every single day because I don't mm-hmm. want her obsessing it. I do not and try not to um, during my unless I'm forced to to uh, 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 you know introduce her as our adopted daughter. Yeah. She's our daughter. Period. Yeah. Into discussion. And so you know when we introduce, um, oh, this is our daughter. This is our son, and we leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was is, really hard when they was. were eight months apart. Yes, yeah. because we felt like we had to explain mm-hmm. every t- almost every time because people were like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute." You know, <laughs> how's that possible? <laughs> you could see the, the the battle. Do I ask the question? Do I not? Mm-hmm. Do I not ask the question? And I mean, there are some because her birth mom is actually adopted too, mm-hmm. and so. Um, so we, she shares a similar, she shares the same eye color, but she's mm-hmm. blonde and neither one of us are blonde. Mm-hmm. So I know that there will be questions, you know, along the way and even by herself, you know, yeah. what do I look like and all of that. But I, I don't ever want her to feel that she's not a part of the family because she's adopted. I don't right. want that, that adoption to become a stigma mm-hmm. that she's placed on herself and that people place on her. Yeah. So I, I have been cautious and, and have told friends and family, Hey, this is a part of our story but it's not the whole entire story so let's not constantly bring up she's adopted and and so I I would caution with that I mean it's it is who she is and it's part of it but it's not all of it right that's good it's not the main theme no Mm -mm. yeah and and there's going to be other aspects she is still part of this family Mm. and um and both in my heart and my mind my spirit and legally 
Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I, I don't want to, her to ever view herself as over here and yeah. us over here, especially when we have a biological child mm-hmm. in the picture. Mm. I think it'd be a little different if all of our children were adopted, but we do have a biological. So I don't want that ever yeah. to, mm-hmm. uh, become an issue because kids are kids, yep. you know, and our son is obviously going to, f- you know, figure that out. Um, at some point he's going to hear the story. He's going to be part of that. So I don't ever want him to make those comments, you know, well, you're adopted. Sure. You're like in a mean, <laughs> argument I mean, moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, come on, kids are kids. We've all said that yeah. even better own biological system, you know, siblings, yeah. you know, you're, you're probably adopted. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, and I know she's going to get those comments. And so, um, but I don't want them coming from us. Yeah. She needs to know yeah. and will know that, Hey, regardless mm-hmm. of whatever happened, you know, you were chosen, you are loved, and you are part of us. Yes. End of story. Well, yeah. knowing Macy, she could stand up for herself. <laughs> and <then laughs> and that actually brings up another thing. She mentioned the physical characteristic of her being blonde and and people that question coming up. She also has a we've we've talked a little bit about personality. Mm. And we realized we have when you talk about nature versus nurture, in the past I would have said most things, most would be nurture, not nature. But having had two kids, one that is not nature, mm-hmm. to uh, is not our biological child, right. I see a lot of nature components mm-hmm. in her yeah. that are more akin to her birth mom. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and that can, that it's hard to even say that because we want to just say, Oh, yeah. it's, uh, it's hard to even say that because you almost feel like you're highlighting a difference. Right. But that difference is still part of her story. It like is. you were talking and about. I, and I yeah. think that is something that definitely, if you are considering adoption, depending very careful. It, it, yeah. It's a thought and, and often be, because we know her birth mom and, and there's family relationship there, we have obviously the understanding and we can share a lot about who she is and where she comes from as she gets older. Mm-hmm. In many cases, that history is unknown. Mm-hmm. And so I would say um, it's easy to go into adoption with a rose colored glasses and I would say you you have to make that mental mm-hmm. and emotional decision that this is a, a unique situation. It is going to come with some unknowns and you need to be prepared mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. This is a child who genetically may come with some tendencies that you have no control over. And depending on how old that child is when you get them um, and they're officially adopted in place. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had her from birth. We literally were in the hospital with her and she walked out of the hospital with us. So we were there from day one. But even with that nurture, even with that from birth, we've been nurturing her from birth. There are personality, like for example, both of us are introverts. Okay, She's an extrovert. She's an extrovert. (laughs) And a very strong extrovert Very strong, yeah. Yeah. and she's and she just lo- and, she, and she there's a people there's she a, loves life. people yeah. yeah and there's a, and there's so much and she's got a very strong will which i mean that's to uh, be understood we probably both do as well but yeah so but you um it's it's just uh yeah yeah I, I yeah you have to you have to go in with an open open heart open mm-hmm. mind be willing um, to change and, yeah. or be, willing be willing to, to work with that be willing to to recognize that hey my way is not the right way <laughs> just right. because we don't like 
the way that you maybe handle a situation yeah. or maybe we don't we don't understand kind of the approach coming yeah. from that personality because I've never really dealt with that none of my family members really I mean other than my sister mm-hmm. um, it, it's been different or it, it, we co- you come in recognizing that hey this is her personality this is who she is yeah. and I'm gonna love her and be and and help her yeah. to flourish within that and work, and work with it yeah that's so good I, I don't know if I ever would have thought about uh, that difference yeah. but um, it just highlights the fact I think you have to be curious and not try to mold that person into your mold what you think they should be yeah, yeah. like have those expectations which only leads to frustration yeah mm-hmm. yeah you have to like flow with it and just say like who is this person mm-hmm. yeah what how are can they i grow demonstrate? them into the best yeah. person that they yeah. can be their every, potential every night i pray you know we, we do our bedtime prayers and stuff and i always pray over her and i say you know make her into a strong woman of god and I'll, I'll be honest, I all when I say that, I have a picture of um, actually Mary Wilson. Mm-hmm. And in my head, because she is very strong personality, mm-hmm. Macy is very strong personality, and she is an extrovert. And so it can be channeled two ways. And so my goal is to, instead of shaping it, but it's to steer it in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And so if she's going to be a strong personality, we're going to make sure that she's a strong personality <laughs> in the right ways. And, you know, if she's, she's actually going to be compassionate, she's going to be super compassionate for people and that kind of thing. Also so. giving her opportunities to be around people that have that, that are mm-hmm. like her more. For example, my mother-in-law, um, Beth, she has a very similar personality to Macy. She does. There's some things I look so at her and I'm like, there's... you are not her biological grandchild, but you could be. <laughs> <laughs> and she so, does stuff. She says yeah. stuff. She acts certain ways. Uh-huh. And so I give it, po- giving her positive role models that, mm-hmm. that this type of personality and behavior That's isn't good. a negativity. It's okay. It's okay. You can yeah. be amazing successful with it. That's so good, guys. Um, so for parents starting this whole journey and I mean, this is good just for parenting, but also super great for, for the, um, adoption process and everything like that. Um, I know you guys are both educated and readers and stuff. Uh, where could you point them for learning more about this or, you know, what kind of books could you suggest or podcast even? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Josiah, here's your chance. (laughs) Tell us what you're reading. So we have How to Talk So Kids Will Listen. So So little kids kids will listen. Yeah, there's another book called How to Talk um, So Kids Will Listen. But I don't, but I, there's, there's both of them. I think the, the first or the little kids will listen is the daughter of the one who wrote the, Oh, that's cool. um, How to Talk So Little, So Kids Will Listen. So we'll link that Um, in the show notes. Yeah, but I I haven't read the other one. I only read the little, I'm only reading the little kids one. Yeah, um, and I'm fine. I'm actually very much enjoying it. Um, nice. but you know, I cannot, it's been a long time since I read those books. I, okay. I would have to go back. We'll get the list from you we'll guys the and list, then we'll yeah. put it in the show notes of the, the books about adoption too, that you can read to the kids. Or maybe your yeah. Favorites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, honestly, I have to confess I didn't do a lot of reading. We just mm-hmm. dived in. And mm-hmm. I think that for me, for a personality like me, now, like he said, he prepares by mm-hmm. reading and talking to people, getting mm-hmm. advice. Um, for me, it was just diving in and being okay mm-hmm. with the process. Um, I think the one caveat I would say about reading and doing that, definitely do it. Mm-hmm. Ask 
you know, meet with people, sit down with people. That was the one thing we did right away was mm-hmm. we had a, a, a close friend who had actually walked a very similar path to, to that, mm-hmm. what we did, um, as far as adopting a family member's child. And so we sat and sought advice from them. That's and good. so sit down, I think is probably the biggest thing, even more than reading, sit mm-hmm. down and ask those that have walked the journey, um, what it was like, I've yeah. been reached out to via DM, you mm-hmm. know, saying we're, we're, we're adopting, you know, that kind of thing. What yeah. it, and, and I would just say, give yourself grace. Yeah. Be okay with the journey. Be okay with the process. Realize that your journey, your story mm-hmm. is probably going to look a lot different than some of the books and the podcasts and everybody else. And yeah. so yep. trying to put your story in that box could actually be a little bit dangerous. So sure. just be open. It's a clean slate. Let the story write itself. It's mm, good. That's good. Um, so, if people want to, you know, hear more about your story and they want to reach out and maybe they're thinking about adoption, they want to do exactly what you just said and hear more about your story. Um, they can reach out to you guys. You guys provided some contact info here. So, uh, coaching at financialhope.net. If you didn't know, they are um, also financial coaches. And then also wilsonacademyonline.org. Amber is um, part of the Wilson Academy Online, which is a school that kids can go to from their own home. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys can get in contact with them that way. Also, uh, Instagram, is that a way that they can contact you? They can. Um, my, my account, I will say, is private. But if you request, I'll, I'll look and see. And Okay. Um, for some security reasons, I have kept it mostly closed. Sure. But, um, yeah, you can find me. Yeah, mine, mine is open. Um, Heaven's Pianist. Because he's Instagram. also one of the main pianists at our <laughs> yeah. church. And so it's Heaven's Pianist uh, at Heaven's Pianist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And I do have um, uh, Instagram or uh, the Financial Hope Instagram as well. But um, but you can just connect through Heaven's Pianist if you're trying to, if you want to uh, communicate with me. Awesome. And what's your Financial Hope Instagram? Oh, uh, Financial Hope Services. Okay. Awesome. Um, also on Facebook and LinkedIn with the same name. Fabulous. All right, guys, we're going to close out the episode the way we close out all of our episodes. And that is by asking you guys, rewind back to your first year of marriage. And this could be out of the scope of adoption, just in general. Um, What advice do you wish you would have received? And then fill in the blank, dear young married couple. Dear young married couple, give yourself some grace and your partner grace. That first year is a lot of transition. And looking back, I wish I would have given myself, as somebody who got married a lot older, um, I wish I'd just give yourself some grace. You guys are transitioning into a whole new way of life, and you're not going to get it right every single time, and that's okay. Just the honeymoon was a beautiful, but marriage starts, and it sometimes can be messy. And be okay with messy. It's fine. You'll you'll make it. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. And along those same lines of grace, Um, Dear young married couple, realize that your spouse is going to think and be very different than you and be okay with that and learn to work with them and love them and figure out ways to compromise and and work through situations um, in a way that's going to help both of you grow. Beautiful. Thank you guys so much. This is a great podcast. And um, I know this is going to help a lot of people. Yes, we appreciate you guys sharing your story. And we look forward to hearing people come forward about their own adoption stories and even their considering adoption stories once they hear this episode. So thank you. Thank Thank you. you.
All right, friends, we really hope that you got a ton out of today's conversation. And if you want help, if you want personal guidance with individual counseling or couples counseling, or even help with you as a couple reaching the goals you have, just reach out. Give us a call at 916-678-1797 or shoot us an email at hello at dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. No matter where you are in the world or in your marriage, we can set up a counseling session with you and we can work toward progress. We also post marriage advice regularly on our Instagram, which is at dearyoungmarriedcouple. And we'd love for you to join us in conversation there. All right. See you next week.